Greetings, fellow traveler on this rock tumbling through space. I'm Fred. This is my front porch. Come on up, have a seat, and let's talk a while. There are ideas to be discussed on this old set of nicely nailed together boards. The Front Porch Podcast Nightly News. Welcome to Time Jumper Radio, broadcasting through time and space. This is Peter Berkeley, the voice of Amity here on KFPP, wishing you a good morning. Sad news last night, the body of a young woman has washed up on our shores. There was little left of the body and identification is pending. Chief Brody has been informed and he has promised to call this reporter with any information he gets. In other news, as tourist season fast approaches, local business leader Lois Chesterfield is... In other news, the president assures us the pandemic is only 15 people and it will disappear like magic come April. Can you explain what you mean, Professor Asimov? It's hard to quarrel with that ancient justification of the free press, America's right to know. It seems almost cruel to ask ingenuously. America's right to know what, please? Science? Mathematics? Economics? Foreign languages? None of those things, of course. In fact, one might well suppose that the popular feeling is that Americans are a lot better off without any of that trite. You don't believe people need to know what's happening in the news? Look, There is a cult of ignorance in the United States, and there always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. So what do you believe we need to know? There are 200 million Americans who have inhabited schoolrooms at some time in their lives and who will admit that they know how to read, provided you promise not to use their name and shame them before their neighbors. But most decent periodicals believe they are doing amazingly well if they have circulations of half a million. It may be that only 1% or less of Americans make a stab at exercising their right to know. And if they try to do anything on that basis, they are quite likely to be accused of being elitists. I contend that the slogan, America's right to know, is a meaningless one when we have an ignorant population and that the function of a free press is virtually zero when hardly anyone can read. Brody reports the young woman has been identified 
as Chrissy Watkins, an Amity local. Preliminary reports suggested she might have met with some sort of marine animal, but the coroner revised his report to a boating accident. The beach is perfect this morning with a temperature of 78 degrees and little wind. The surf is cresting at... Oh, for Christ's sake, of course we need labels. How can we identify anything without them? This is a dog. That's a cat. Those are labels. I would argue those are names. My concern with labels is that they are misused, misapplied, misunderstood. What's a socialist, really? What is a communist? What's a new Marxist, or even a Marxist? We have dictionary definitions, but they're certainly not universally accepted, and they are rarely understood. Labels, as far as I can tell, are used to grab a set of ideas, lump them all together, and then dismiss them by using scare words. BLM is to be ignored because their founder is a Marxist. Marxists are evil. I heard of someone called Karl Marx once, and they said he was a bad guy. Anything with his name on it has to be bad, so to hell with the ideas within Black Lives Matter. We labeled them and dismissed them without even discussing what they are. Why the hell do you think people are protesting? Don't you think they'd rather be at home watching Netflix and... <laughs> Dr. Fauci told us today that we don't really need to wear masks. They need to be saved for medical staff and first responders. The PPE shortage is growing as states bid against one another for the few supplies available. President-elect Biden is announcing plans to end the pandemic by shutting everything down for... I hear what you're saying, Horace. I do. But you can't just blame the Republicans for this. What about the protesters? You think they're not spreading the virus, walking around in those massive groups? Yeah, I've heard that argument before. Both parties are to blame. Here's the thing. One party, if it even is the Democrats, is trying to change the world. They're fighting for a country in which no one needs to fear being killed because they were a little drunk in a Burger King parking lot or because they might have passed a bad $20 bill, or because they were selling loose cigarettes, or walking down the streets, or even just sleeping in their own goddamn beds. If they're spreading COVID, that sucks. They at least need to wear masks. Most of them do. But I'm more interested in what they're trying to accomplish by doing what I wish they wouldn't do during a pandemic. But let's look at the Republicans to see what they're doing. Trump hosts super spreader events, and even when he can't fill the place, there are plenty of unmasked folks sharing the virus with each other. In this case, I would say sharing is not caring. He makes wearing a mask a political issue instead of a response to a health crisis. The result of this is that an old man got stabbed in a convenience store, and the guy who stabbed him was killed by the police. Who's better off? Seriously, who does it help to pretend that wearing a mask is the equivalent of boarding a train to fucking Auschwitz? 
Trump had peaceful protesters attacked so he could get a photo op in front of a... Alex Kintner was killed this afternoon in what appears to be a shark attack. The town is reeling and many children who witnessed the attack have been severely traumatized. Chief Brody has ordered the beaches closed and there will be a town meeting tonight to discuss the next steps. Mrs. Kintner has offered a $3,000 bounty and... More than 300,000 coins have been spent on CHIRP to debate whether President Ocasio-Cortez pulled a 2020 by sending a bill to Congress to outlaw traditional gas cars and allowing them to be traded in for the newest electric vehicles. Angry chirpers posted that while the pandemic rages on, President Trump is holding a rally tonight in Tulsa. Attendance is expected to approach 100,000 based on free ticket requests. Participants are not expected to wear masks. This is your love. This is your love. I am yours today, tomorrow, forever. I am yours today. We're waiting to talk with Mayor Vaughn about the shark that the local fishermen caught earlier today. Beaches are opening, uh, and as the mayor you reminds us, this particular Amity until it swims up and bites you on the ass. We interrupt this podcast for breaking news. Fred's Front Porch Podcast can be heard commercial-free exclusively on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Run over, sign up for $10 a month or more, and you can skip these ads. More importantly, you can keep me alive another week to do another episode. This show is my sole source of income during the pandemic, unless Arizona changes their mind and grants me at least a little unemployment money. Not only do you get commercial-free episodes, but you can get episode CDs, the first five-eighths of my novel, early access to episodes, coffee mugs, and t-shirts. You also get to hear me thank you at the end of each episode. If you become a patron saint, I'll even make you your own video. Head over to Patreon and consider helping me out. Now we return you to our regular scheduled podcast. With schools preparing to reopen in the fall, there is much discussion about just how this can be managed. Cases are spiking in more than half the states, and concern over the health of children, staff, and teachers is being ignored on the federal level. The President and Secretary of Education insist that schools reopen for in-person teaching, but they are leaving the logistics up to individual districts. DeVos told reporters today that we should not let science get in the way of... President Yang signed the Freedom Dividend Bill this morning, granting every American citizen a universal basic income of $2,500 a month. Welcomed by many as a means of lifting them from poverty, the bill was passionately opposed by Lindsey Graham and many Republicans. This will make America lazy again. 
Graham chirped this afternoon. Our economy will end up worse than it was in 2020, and the blame for this rests squarely on the shoulders of Yang and the socialists masquerading as Dem... Unidentified federal law enforcement officials in camouflage uniforms have been rolling up in unmarked vans in Portland this week, arresting protesters without charges and removing them to undisclosed locations. Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler is demanding the president remove the agents from his city, but... With the death of Boy Scout leader Carl Jones on the 4th of July, the death toll from shark attacks has risen to four, and Mayor Vaughn has closed the beaches until further notice. Lois Chesterfield, owner of Amity Inn, has lodged a complaint with the city council. Her letter reads, in part, there were over 800 people in the water in the last week. We've lost four. That's not even 1%, and we're going to shut down our economy over... St. Petersburg, Florida, has experienced an 11% decrease in arrests and a 17% drop in police-related shootings since it replaced police officers with social workers for mental health, homeless issues, substance abuse, suicide, and disorderly students in schools in October of last year. Hailed as a triumph by some, others point to crime statistics that show the numbers are either static or, in some cases, rising. President Biden pointed to Florida as the home of identified with any further name, has been hired by the city to catch and kill the shark. The bounty from Alex Kintner's mother, Mary, was not returned to her when the tiger shark was brought in, and she said she isn't, quote, paying for another wild goose chase. The island is footing the entire $10,000 fee. There is a chance the economy can recover if the shark is caught. Mayor Vaughn is optimistic we can save August. In other news, Francis Ford Coppola is slated to arrive in Amity with a friend to begin shooting. Just as our nation has terminated slavery, stamped out poverty, and erased the pandemic, so, too, will we end the threat presented by the asteroid. With help from the extraterrestrials and the synths, we feel certain we can alter its course or reduce its size before it strikes what most models predict will be the Pacific Ocean at 8.33 a.m. on August 9th of this year. After centuries of effort, our atmosphere is finally clean. An asteroid strike can undo all the progress we have made. But, as a predecessor of mine once said, all we have to fear 
is fear itself. When we all work together, Earthers can perform miracles. We're about to accomplish the impossible again. Stay tuned to KFFP for more from the President's Address right after this brief... It's time to thank people. I'm starting this week with Aldo Quigg and J.C. Thomas, both of whom made one-time contributions to the show. That was really kind. Thank you both so very much. If you'd like to make a one-time contribution, you can do it at at fred-eater. That's the at sign, F-R-E-D-E-D-E-R, on Venmo. There's a picture on my page that will help you verify it's the right one. There might be more than one of them running around, but only one of them works. I'm wearing a t-shirt and I have a lanyard around my neck. That's the one you want. I now have so many other people to thank that it's going to take a little while, but it's time I'm ecstatic to spend. Let's start on Patreon. I still don't have an official patron saint, and that's not surprising when so many of us are broke. If I ever have one, you'll be the first to know. My producers are Coralie Day with Scott Knight and Edith Keeler. Thanks, folks. You're going way above and beyond, and I want you to know how glad I am you can help the show this much. Thank you. My patrons are Joe March, Kevin Boyce, Sherlock, the mystery patron, and Zarif, whose name I am now pronouncing correctly. Thank you very much, patrons. You're awesome. My sponsors are Laura Engram, Linda M. Crotta, Elizabeth Bennett, the Mindwave podcast, to which you should listen often, and Michelle Freeman. The latest addition is Scott Shelby. I don't know who you are, Scott, but I'm glad to have you aboard. And Virginia Rupert just came through for me. Thank you to all those sponsors. You rock. My supporters are Corey, Christopher Hitchens' friend, and Natalie Fredrickson. Among my newest supporters are Chuck Curry, an exceptional musician, and Mark Rosma, an extraordinary writer. We have also just added Christine L. Patterson. Thank you for your support. You help more than you think. My tearless friend is Jereen Elkins. Thank you, Jereen, for being my very first contributor. It's important to remember the Anchor supporters, too. They're vital to making this show function. 
So thank you to Lori Shea, Cindy Mandel, Corey, again, Zara, Michael J. Clark, and Stacy Height. Piper K. Young also just joined up. Christine Patterson, you're still showing up on the Anchor list, but I know you wanted to do just Patreon. I would tell you how to cancel it on Anchor, but I really don't know how. I'm so happy to have help from all of you folks. I consider us a little community, a part of a growing neighborhood. At first, it was just the Radley porch down the way, but now we're a part of the Mindwave neighborhood, and I'm meeting more and more neighbors there. I hope you'll go and borrow a cup of sugar when you need one from some of our neighbors. I recommend the Mindwave podcast, hosted by Jenner Zeno, who did a lot of the sound effects for tonight's show, as well as Far Out Wisdom by the extraordinarily outspoken Boone Hem. The Moving Forward podcast, which spawned this show and is hosted by one of its supporters, and that other Laura Engram, hosted, shockingly enough, by someone quite different from the one on Fox and also a supporter of this show. Their ideas are similar to mine, but their presentation styles are all different. For now, here on the front porch, we'll go on as a hopeful community changing one idea in one mind at a time. I love you folks. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll come visit the porch again soon. Until then, look for all the episodes on your favorite podcast app. We're on just about all of them now. Take care of yourself and each other.